This episode is sponsored by Linode. Linode is offering listeners of this podcast a $20 credit, which is good for four free months at their lowest plan. Their plans start at one gigabyte of RAM for $5 a month. You can get your servers in any of their 10 data centers, and their high memory plans start at 16 gigabytes. Get a server running in under a minute. They do hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services like backups, node balancers, long view, etc. VMs for full control, running Docker containers, encrypted disks, VPNs, etc. You can run a private Git server. They provide native SSD storage, 40 gigabit network, and Intel E5 processors. They have 24-7 friendly support, even on holidays, and a seven-day money-back guaranteed. So go check them out at linode.com slash myangularstory. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another My JavaScript Story. This week, we're talking to Kent C. Dodds. Kent, do you want to say hi? Yeah, hi there. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. Now, I'm probably going to dual-purpose this for both the My Angular Story and the My JavaScript Story, since you've been on both. Though I know you're uh, you're kind of on to bigger and better things in some ways. Do you want to just tell people who you are, give a brief introduction? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, my name is Kent C. Dodds. I live in Utah. Um, I'm married and have four kids. And, uh, yeah, I work at PayPal as a full-stack JavaScript engineer. I represent PayPal and TC39. Um, I do a lot of stuff in, in open source. Um, when I was doing Angular, I had a lot of Angular stuff, and now I'm doing a lot more React stuff. Um, yeah, I, I'm an instructor on Egghead and front-end masters. Um, I'm a web Google developer expert. Um, yeah, so that's some of the stuff about me. Nothing nothing that major, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I remember uh, meeting you at some of the JavaScript meetups in Utah. And um, it's just, it's funny. It was like, oh, yeah, you know, he's he's kind of up and coming and, you know, getting into some of this stuff. And then all of a sudden you're doing all of these interesting things. And I'm like, I'm like dang, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're nice to say so. It, it's yeah. been a pretty wild uh, couple of years. Yep. Also in the podcasting space, you started JavaScript Air and Angular Air. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. I, I, I miss those times, but uh, yeah, they were a lot of fun. Yep. So, <clears throat> sorry, I got some crud in my throat all of a sudden. Um, so anyway, um, this is my attempt to kind of capture people's story and just kind of tell where they came from and give people an idea of, well, both A, look at all the interesting things you can do, and B... Um, you know what? Kent's a guy just like me, just like you, you know, um, nothing that special about either of us. And yet, you know, we've been able to kind of do these really interesting and fun things and, you know, just kind of give people some inspiration as far as, you know, what they're capable of, because I feel like we all don't live up to our own potential. And I just, I, I really want to inspire people to that. So anyway, uh, let's jump in with you. How did you get into programming? Actually, it's it's a bit of a story. I'll try to condense it. Um, I had a friend growing up when I was like a teenager. His name was Tyler. And um, he was into programming and stuff. And I remember him explaining to me what the primitives in C or C++ or some programming language uh, was. And he's like, okay, so this is a number. And I was like, okay, got that. This is a Boolean. Oh, okay, that's kind of weird. But yeah, I think I understand. And then he went into string and it totally lost me. So I was like, okay, programming is my friend's thing, and I'll go do something else. Um, and so as a like, I know, lots of people like start programming when they're six, and and they become 
really skilled at things, but um, yeah, that was not, <laughs> that was not me. Uh, so I, I was interested in computers. I just, um, yeah, the programming thing wasn't, wasn't for me. But um, when I decided to go into college, my brother um, was an electrical engineer and he was like, dude, electrical engineering is where it's at. You can do just about anything you want to. If you're into computers, try electrical engineering. So I was like, okay, I'll try that. And that required me to take two programming classes which I actually did really well in, but I didn't enjoy it. I was like, uh, you know, eight hours every day of this, no way. Like I, I was doing 16 hours a week of this and I, I mm -hmm. still wasn't really enjoying it that much. So um, I, I actually, during that time, I did like tutor and stuff. And, and so I, I enjoyed that piece of it, I guess. But it, yeah, just the, uh, I just thought it would be monotonous to do that for a job. Um, so anyway, I, I went on a, a mission for my church for two years. Um, and Where then when go? I got back, uh, I went to the Missouri independence mission. So, okay. uh, Kansas city area. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, and so, yeah, it, uh, w when I got back, I didn't really like, um, I, I realized I was really bad at math. Um, and so that doesn't work very well with an electrical engineering degree. So I bounced around, I, I wound up in accounting and that didn't work out very well for me either. But when I was taking accounting, um, I had to take an information systems class and that was like business and computers put together. Awesome. Now it's like there's practical reasons for computers and, and I could I find practical applications for, for computers. And so um, I, I ended up right when I started into the information systems program, I, I got a job um, where I was supposed to like upload a crazy amount of videos uh, to YouTube and it was just super monotonous. Um, and so because I was had to take a programming class in the information systems um, uh, course, then I thought, OK, well, maybe I can take some of the things I'm learning from my programming class and apply it to this monkey work. And that's when I really got into programming, when I could see that there was really like I had a problem, this, you know, monotonous task I was given um, and I can automate this problem. So it's not monotonous anymore, but it's actually fun to work on a solution for a problem that I, I had. Uh, that was back in 2011. Um, so yeah, just six years ago now, I guess. And that's when I, I really started to, to program, um, you know, for my side job. Um, and then as a, um, I, I moved on to another company, I was still not totally certain I wanted to program. So I was doing business intelligence, but I wound up automating my job or, or automating a lot of stuff and working more on the, the automation with Java than I was working on like our star schemas and our um, ETLs and all this stuff. So I, that's when I realized, okay, programming is my thing. And then soon, soon thereafter in 2012, I went to Domo as an intern um, to work with JavaScript. And that's how I got into JavaScript. Awesome. It's, it's funny because you tell your story and it parallels mine in some pretty eerie ways. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> now, when I... I didn't have an older brother, but in high school I got into electronics, and and so in college I, you know, oh electrical engineering that's cool, and so hmm. I I started out electrical engineering, um, worked IT at BYU, I went to BYU, um, and yeah, I mean I I had to take a whole bunch of programming classes, changed my major to computer engineering instead of electrical engineering, which is what I eventually graduated in because I am good at math, uh, but <laughs> yeah, smarty pants. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm bad at other things. Anyway, so uh, anyway, it was just funny because I took the programming classes and I was like, "There's no way I'm going to do this full time." You know, my, a couple mm -hmm. of my friends were like, "You make so much money being a programmer." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's just it's dumb." 
<laughs> right? And so um, my senior year at BYU, and by senior, I mean um, my sixth year getting my bachelor's degree, um, I got a job at Mosey, and you know we were doing the tech support stuff. And um, anyway, the email load got to the point where the, the two of us that were working on it couldn't handle it. And so mm-hmm. together we started a project where it would actually uh, load all of the emails into a database and then we would be able to just work through the emails instead of working through like Thunderbird, which is what we were using before. And so, mm. um, you know, we'd send an answer to one email and it would immediately load the next one. And we mm. put a mutex in so that we wouldn't be answering the same emails. And that cut down a lot of the overhead because then it wasn't, hey, Tom, you working on this? No. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And then we built in things like canned responses and, you know, knowledge base and the whole nine yards. And cool. um, that was all in Ruby on Rails. And yeah, that's when it clicked. Oh, wait, mm. you can do useful stuff with this. Yeah. Well, and, and like when I was before my mission, when I was taking those classes, um, the, the TAs were um, like doing the, you know, OK, now let's get down and, and do your homework stuff. And they were having us use uh, Vim. That's where they started us. And. Um, clearly they should have started with Emacs, uh, just kidding. Obviously, uh, <laughs> obviously. But, um, yeah, starting us with them just like blew everything up because yeah, I, I thought that's what programming was, was trying to get out of them, um, for, for a long time. Eventually they got us into Eclipse, which is only a little bit better. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, don't start people with, uh, with, with them. <laughs> Yeah, I think we were using Eclipse when I started in college. And then it, just depending on which language we were in, we would use a different system to edit it. But, I mean, in the engineering department in C, when we were writing C code, I mean, we were, we were basically just opening text buffers with Nano or something. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. not not super powerful or anything, but it got Fun the stuff. done. Yeah. yeah, nowadays, man, there's all kinds of good stuff out there for you to to use but mm. anyway so interesting so yeah so what you, you got into javascript what what was it about javascript that made you go oh oh i like this yeah you know it's it's funny when i when i first saw javascript i was like what on earth are all these dollar signs like it was dollar sign parentheses <laughs> um all this stuff so i i was really confused until i finally realized oh that's a variable and that's jquery okay that now that makes a little bit more sense we're we're selecting an element somewhere and and but yeah at first i was just really and i'd been using java which was typed and so i was like well you just var x equals like where's the type uh, definition and all this stuff so uh, and then like where are my classes and it was just like figuring out the the differences and then after a while, I was like, oh, this is so nice. I can just make an object out of thin air and I don't have to have a class for it. That's so, so awesome. And uh, so I, I just I liked the um, the speed of development with JavaScript and, and the my ability to visually see what I'm working on. Um, whereas with with Java, I built some UI applications that were desktop applications. That was the the monkey work job that I did. I, I made a UI for that using swing. And that was fun stuff. Um, but yeah, I was much happier when I started to get JavaScript. Um, and I, I had a really great mentor. You know him, uh, Merrick Christensen. Oh, yeah. Um, Love at, Merrick. At, yeah, he's so great. And, and he taught me 
a whole bunch of JavaScript stuff when I was at Domo. Uh, he got me into JavaScript. He taught me what, like, what a closure is and what, what this means in JavaScript, which is a, quite a task. Um, so yeah, that that was a really, really cool experience. And and just being able to visually see what I was working on made kind of a big difference for me too. And, and um, just the the speed of development with JavaScript too. Just like make a change, refresh the page, and and you're off to the races. It was fun. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I think it's funny that you mentioned the the whole um, what is it, loose typing or whatever. Mm. And uh, you know, now we see people going back hardcore toward uh, strongly typed systems. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I'm a fan of Flow. Um, so I, I and I I made a new New Year's resolution to learn Reason ML. Um, so I I am now understanding the value of those those systems but um at the same time java itself is a pretty verbose language anyway um so yeah um i i'm looking for a happy medium i think i'm going to find that with reason interesting yeah reason ml looks interesting though it's based on the ml languages so isn't it uh, more functional yeah yeah which is another thing i'm really excited about too awesome so, uh, you know, as you got into JavaScript, you got into your career, um, I mean, I could name a few of the things that you've done that you're fairly well known for. I think the front-end master's courses, the JavaScript Air and Angular Air podcasts. Um, I, I know you also did some open source. But which of all of these things are the things that you're excited about or most proud of? Um, so as far as um, the Angular stuff, uh, I, I didn't create Angular formally, but I made it into the most popular uh, forms library in Angular 1. I'm pretty sure it's still the most widely used forms library for Angular 1. Um, and I actually, some of the learnings that I, I took from Angular formally, uh, I think went into the the new version of Angular, Angular not JS, <laughs> um, <laughs> into the, their solution for forms, which I'm, I'm pretty proud of. I, I remember having a conversation with Mishko and uh, I think it was Igor um, uh, about like how Angular formally solves the forms problem, and uh, and I think some of those things went into the, their solution, which I'm pretty proud of that. Um, I, I think that's pretty cool. I contributed to like Angular itself as well, uh, or Angular JS, um, and then I I spoke internationally at conferences and gave workshops about Angular one and two uh, before I, I made the switch to uh, to React. So. Yeah, you're a framework trader. Yeah. Because <laughs> these yeah, things Jeff matter, Welpy, right? Jeff Welpy will never let me live it down. Anytime I talk to him, he's like, trader. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think that also just speaks to the kind of relationship you have with people in the community, right? Where, you know, people are willing yeah. to razz you because they know, you know what? We're all friends. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. What, what about in JavaScript in general? I know you've done some stuff with Webpack and you're on the TC39 um, or you, you represent PayPal on TC39. Yeah. Uh, so I, I uh, do a lot of, of stuff with uh, Egghead and, and Frontend Masters to teach uh, JavaScript, like general JavaScript stuff. Um, I have uh, like some workshops I, I put like freely available on my YouTube channel like teaching ES6 and um, just general JavaScript stuff. That's kind of where uh, I, I prefer not to think of myself as a React developer or an Angular developer, but as a JavaScript developer. Or maybe hopefully after this year learning a, another language, it'll be just developer in general. Um, but uh, I, I have kind of found my niche in JavaScript, and that's where I, I like to 
where I like to be. Um, so yeah, I, I contribute a lot to the, the React ecosystem. I, I created Glamorous and Downshift, uh, two libraries that I'm pretty super stoked about. Um, and uh, yeah, and I, I'm on the TC39 representing PayPal, but I don't do a whole ton with that. I'm, I'm not a language designer. Like you just heard my story. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. So um, I, I've reviewed proposals and stuff. I haven't like created my own, but I, I've, um, you know, hosted TC39 and stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I, I pretty much just like to, to build JavaScript things. I, I do a, a lot of open source uh, stuff and uh, um, try to keep things focused on JavaScript in general. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so what are you working on now? Now, um, so I, I'm working at PayPal. I, I switched from a product team uh, back in August to a um, like an infra team sort of thing thing what like some people uh would call it a force multiplier or i i don't even know what to call my position but basically i i just um help enable teams to be more productive and uh, and ship better higher quality stuff and so what i'm working on right now is a project called paypal scripts which abstracts away all of the configuration and, and tooling that um are common to paypal applications so like Webpack, um, all the Webpack config can be pretty well abstracted. Um, and all the like ESLint config and the prettier and, and all, like a whole bunch of stuff is all just kind of wrapped up into this prettier or PayPal scripts. And then people can just use that um, in their projects and not have to worry about configuring stuff and things which um, can save PayPal like a million dollars a year. It's like crazy how much time people spend on, on configuring these tools. And that's something that I really enjoy. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's like my biggest project. And then, like I said, uh, Glamorous and Downshift um, are two libraries I've been working on. Those are both uh, PayPal projects that I created um, to solve problems at PayPal that uh, PayPal has encouraged me to open source. And I love that because uh, open source is a lot of fun. So Awesome. Now, if people want to follow you on the web or see what you're working on these days, is there a good place for them to do that? Do you have a blog or Twitter or GitHub or something yeah. where you're active? Yeah, so I'm I'm super duper active um, online. So I, I've got um, my newsletter. You can find that at kcd.im/news um, that I, I send out a weekly short like blog post type um, thing where I, I talk about something I'm working on or or a question that I get on a regular basis. Um, and then um, I two weeks later I'll publish that to my blog. That's blog.kentcdods.com. And, um, yeah, so I've got a whole bunch of stuff on there that people might find interesting. Um, I also have a, a YouTube channel that I, I upload stuff to, um, sometimes I'll live stream, um, on my Twitch. And so if you go to, uh, twitch.tv slash Kent Dodds, um, I, I actually live streamed, um, me building the downshift library. And so that, oh, nice. um, I, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, uh, seeing the evolution, evolution of that. Um, it was just a, a couple days of building uh, like the initial building of it um so yeah i i after it's on twitch it like it'll get deleted after two weeks so i i move it over to youtube so uh check out my youtube channel also um my website is kentcdots.com and there are a bunch of links and like other podcasts that i've been on and and stuff like that if anybody's interested in that and then I, i'm super active on twitter so kentcdots i'm kentcdots everywhere nice well it makes you easy to find yeah <laughs> 
Uh, one other question that I'm, I'm kind of curious to ask you, you know, with all of your involvement in the community is, um, as you look at where things are going, you know, with TC39 and you know, just some of the trends in the community, what are the things that are moving that are most interesting to you? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so what, what I'm really excited about is seeing um, less code shipped to the browser, um, but without losing the um, developer experience niceties that we've uh, been enjoying. So um, like n turning our frameworks into compilers. Um, and so we you know, can statically analyze uh, your, your project and um, only ship to the browser the things that are absolutely necessary. Uh, one, one framework that uh, comes to mind is Svelte uh, by Rich Harris. Um, super interesting idea, um, and it, it just, like, based off of the way that you use it, you, it compiles down to the minimal um, uh, JavaScript that you would need to, to make your app work. Um, I think that's exciting. Um, I, I, yeah, I just think doing more things at compile time uh, gives us a lot more guarantees. Um, I, that said, I'm also like, I'm also really excited about these compiled to JavaScript languages. I think they're pretty cool. Um, I feel like somebody's moving my cheese with uh, Wasm, uh, which is which is fine, but it makes me kind of <laughs> sad because I, I do like writing JavaScript. Um, but uh, I I see the writing on the wall, and I I feel like it, like JavaScript will always be relevant. Um, that that will never go away. But um, I think that it would be a good idea for people to learn uh, a language or two other than JavaScript. And so that's why I'm uh, kind of moving in that direction myself. Uh, so also really excited about the functional programming stuff. Um, and then it, as far as like technology in general, I can't wait until I don't have to drive my car. Um, <laughs> and Elon Musk <laughs> will drive it for me. <laughs> so uh, yeah, exciting stuff ahead for sure. Awesome. Um, so uh, I guess we'll just do picks. Do you have some picks? Do you run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way to get invoices out to your clients. It's easy to use. It works anywhere, available from any device, uh, on the desktop, iPhone, iPad, Android, and all of your data is backed up and secure. And it makes it really easy to get organized and get paid. You'll be tracking time, logging expenses, and invoicing your clients in no time. You can also save time billing, freeing up several days per month to focus on the work that you love, and you get paid faster. FreshBooks customers are paid on average five days faster because there's a link on the invoice that says pay me now, and it's a great way to grow your business. Plus, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day trial. That's right, 30-day trial if you try them out. So go to gofreshbooks.com devchat and enter DevChat in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter DevChat in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, my, my first pick is just kind of a, a general um, do nice things, everyone. Um, so I think that uh, Christmas time is one of my favorite times of year where I get an opportunity to, um, like, reach out beyond myself without it being kind of weird. And, um, and so, yeah, being able to do nice things for neighbors and, and other people in my community. Um, and so it's just kind of inspired me to, um, yeah, to, to be extra, extra nice. And I, I want to do more of that. And I encourage other people to, to look outside of yourself and, and your own, um, 
you know, bubble and see ways that you can improve the community around you. So that's my first pick. Uh, my second pick is um, I created a uh, course that is free forever on Egghead called The Beginner's Guide to React. Um, and so if any of you Angular folks listening in are curious about why um, people even think React is cool, um, then go ahead and give that a, a look. Um, I think that React is pretty awesome. I've really enjoyed working with it. And this Beginner's Guide to React is um, I think it's the beginner's guide that most people have been missing. So even experienced React developers will get some new added perspective out of this uh, because of the way that I, I um, approach teaching React, which I think is uh, pretty unique. So, um, yeah, those are uh, two things that I just give a quick shout out to. And and you can find that at kcd.im slash beginner dash React. Uh, and that's just on Egghead.io. Oh, and I guess one other thing I'll throughout there is my advanced React course. So if you are experienced with React and, and you really want to get into uh, deep React stuff, um, I also created a course called Advanced React Component Patterns. And so it talks about um, really awesome patterns like uh, render prop pattern, higher order components, provider pattern, uh, all these different component patterns that you see in popular libraries. Um, and I kind of show you how to implement these patterns. So you can find that on Akit as well. That's kcd.im slash learn dash react. I will take you to a blog post about both of those courses. So, Very cool. Well, I'm going to jump in here with a few picks myself. Um, as we record this, we currently have, I think, a little over a month left um, on the Indiegogo for the React Roundup podcast, which we're pulling together kind of in the same style as uh, JavaScript Jabber and Adventures in Angular, except for React. Um, so we're, yeah, we're pulling that together. I'm also pulling together react dev summit, um, which is free to attend live. And then you can pay if you want access to the videos in the chat room. And, uh, I'm, I'm working on pulling together some uh, bonuses for that as well. But, um, <clears throat> anyway, in the meantime, if you want to go check out either of those, you can go check out the react roundup thing. Um, it's on Indiegogo, just do a search for it. Um, or you can go to the show notes and click the link. Um, as far as uh, the React Dev Summit goes, that's reactdevsummit.com. And, uh, yeah, you can get a ticket. And we're, we're looking forward to seeing you all there. It'll be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of great React content there from our speakers. And then, finally, the last thing that uh, I'm going to pick, and this one's a little bit... It's a little bit more expensive. I know it's not exactly our target market, but it's something that I'm working through, and I'm really, really getting a lot out of it. Um, I've been... Uh, paying for a business coach for probably the last little while. Um, but I just switched over to a new coaching system with a new coach. And it is tremendous. If you're trying to start or um, level up with a small business, then I highly, highly recommend that you go check out businessonpurpose.com. Um, my friend Scott Beebe, is the, he's the main um, coach. And he just his stuff has been excellent for me. I've been going through it over the last few weeks, and it's just been tremendous as far as figuring out what I can delegate and figuring out where I can level up in the business so that you know we can keep these podcasts coming and hopefully create some more for you all. And then uh, the last thing that I'm going to pick is um, what I'm doing next week, and that is I'm going to be at CES. So if you're interested in what I saw at CES, you can hop on YouTube. Um, it's youtube.com slash C slash DevChat TV, all one word. Um, and uh, 
that'll you know I should have the videos up before this comes out about all the cool stuff that I'm seeing and a lot of its IOT a lot of its robotics um, a lot more of these companies um, than in the past are showing up with people who could actually speak to APIs and stuff and so if you're interested in coding against some robot or some IOT device or home automation or any number of other things um, I mean, it, it's going to be a fun event, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, I, Las Vegas itself has kind of grown on me. I do like the town. Um, it's not it's not where I would pick necessarily to go vacation, but I'm down there often enough to where I enjoy being there, so Las Vegas is another pick. Um, even if your scene isn't gambling, drinking, or uh, going to uh, shows where... Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> You know, which isn't my scene, you know, but I, you know, I do go down there and I, I have a good time. Um, you can definitely get some good food, um, have some fun, meet some people, um, which is generally what I'm there for, at, you know, at the events. But, uh, you know, you can go see magic shows and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't gamble. I don't drink. I don't do any of that stuff. And it's, it's still a good time down there. So anyway, um, so yeah, so I'll shout out about that. If you want pointers about going to Las Vegas, I'm happy to give them to you. If you're going to wind up going to CES um, in future years, let me know and I can give you pointers there as well. But uh, anyway, um, fun, fun, fun stuff. Uh, Kent, is there anything else you want to bring up before we uh, sign off? Um, I don't I don't think so. Just everybody have an awesome 2018. Uh, make the world around you a better place. So thanks so much, Chuck. I appreciate it. Yeah, I agree. I guess we should have mentioned we're recording this at uh, 10 a.m. on New Year's Day. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll wrap this one up. Thanks for coming, Kent. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was fun. All right. We will uh, catch you all next week. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.